Hello and welcome back to the the yet unnamed Cleveland Sports Podcast. Today, our main point of discussion is going to be the Brown Steelers tie this past Sunday, but we're going to get into that later. Right now, I have with me my co-host Matt Sotak to talk about what's going on in the neighborhood, and don't forget that I am Dan Frank. Take it away, Matt. What's going on, guys? Just for reference, today is September twelfth, the recording date. So off of that, let's get going. Browns tie 21-21 versus the Steelers on Sunday. Uh, start the season 0-0-1, which is, funny enough, the best start since 2004. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about that more of that later, like we mentioned. Indians today just lost 3-1. to Carrasco is pitching today. He gave up, let's see how many hits he gave up. Um... Lost 3-1. to one. Indians only got one hit, which was a Jose Ramirez home run in the seventh inning. Uh, other than that, nothing much to talk about. Carrasco pitched seven innings, six hits, three earned runs. Uh, Indians lose two out of three in the uh, series, and they move to 80-64 and 64 on the season. Yesterday, Indians 2-0 win, which is what we were going to originally talk about. Until I forgot that they had a day game today. 2-0 uh, win last night which was Tuesday, September 11th. Edwin Encarnacion and Jan Gomes each had a solo home run. Uh, Shane Bieber pitched six and two-thirds innings, giving up only three hits and striking out 11 batters. Donaldson started for the first time, went 0-4, but he did hit a couple good balls on the nose, so hopefully that's a good sign. And Tribe in the past week is only 3-4 and four versus Toronto and Tampa Bay. Cavs news, Cavs officially... Signed Rodney Hood to a one-year extension. And also free agent point guard Tyler Ewis, formerly on the Suns, rumored to want to join the Cavs. Quick Ignatius sports rundown of the week. Uh, football beats Euclid 21-6. to Pretty solid performance. Cross country places third at the Carnival Race. Golf Cats place eighth at the Kylie Cup. And Soccer Cats drew 1-1 versus St. Xavier, who are from Louisville. Uh, they're also top-ranked in the nation although Ignatius is ranked higher. They moved to 5-0-1 on the season, still naturally ranked in the top 5 or top 10, depending on your source. All right, Matt. So now, getting into what everyone's actually interested. Um, this past weekend, the Browns came out like thunder. Well, in the end, they did. Let's Let's get a little bit more into the game, break it down a little bit. So I was there in person, and the first half, I was disappointed to say the least i was expecting tyro taylor to come out there and just absolutely crap thunder but i saw nothing i saw nothing that really helped our cause during the first half it was just i was thinking Man, other than his rushing same old browns other than his rushing ability i mean that was fine yeah. but i mean we can't rely on that so exactly. that's not promising that's not gonna hold up any more than the first three or four games uh tyrod taylor finished the game 15 of 40 with 197 yards one touchdown one interception a qbr rating of 51.8 so not too hot but then again you have to take it for granted that yeah, was the, in the, the weather of course rain and uh steelers of course pretty good defense they have so yeah take that with a grain of salt but speaking of which we should probably talk about how bad the Steelers look. I mean, for a team that's supposed to compete for a, at the least, uh, like, you know, competitive to make it to the AFC Championship, mm-hmm. they did not look good at all. Yes, Matt. I noticed that myself, and as um, 
an overserved gentleman I overheard uh, walking out of the stadium so eloquently put it. Um, he said, Big Ben is too old and we got to get rid of him. And for me personally, nothing would thrill me more because, of course, the weather, both um, Ben and Terod Taylor did not look good whatsoever. However, I will remind our fellows at home that um, it's far too early to start casting judgment on Tyrod Taylor. If he can not get it together, I'd say by game four, or at least show significant improvement next Sunday, I'm very, very curious what's going to happen during the bye week because I will claim right now, and we can timestamp this, it is currently... 342. 342. September 12th. On September 12th, 2018. And my hot take is that if Tyrod Taylor does not show significant improvement next Sunday, and then from there on look at least decent, we may see uh, Baker Mayfield appearance on the bye week. It does. I don't even think we'd have to have too bad a record. I think it's just Tyrod Ty Taylor, exactly enough, we might be pulling in uh, Baker. If Tyrod, well, if Tyrod plays the way that he did Sunday, how quickly do you think, not only they should, but how quickly do you think they will pull him if they do? I'm going to stick with the bye week because it's going to be a very hesitant choice. Because, as you know, every year, it seems like for the past, oh, three or four years, we've had some sort of starter controversy, and then the rookie that we've drafted has come up and fell flat. So I think the Browns are none too eager to repeat such an incident, especially since uh, Hugh Jackson is on his last leg right about now. I know Hard Knocks gave him great PR and everything, but he is... Under the gun to say the least. So if he has another quarterback fiasco, I do not see him staying another year. So you have to bear that in mind. Well, obviously, I think if they played how they did, especially the offense, I don't think he's staying. Not even until mm -hmm. the end of the season, probably. I won't be surprised if he gets fired before Tyrod uh, gets demoted to backup. Which, I mean, by that point, I think if when they do hire no coach, I won't be surprised if whoever that may be. Puts Baker in as a starter. Either that or, you know, we see significant change to how the offense is run. Yeah. Um, I made a mistake earlier. Uh, Tyrod's QBR is 42.6. His rating was 51.8. Uh, in comparison, Ben Roethlisberger had a QBR of 22.8, but a rating of 60.5. He had 335 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions, completing 23 passes out of 41 attempts. So, uh, for me, the stat that really stuck out there was uh, those three interceptions. So, why don't we take a moment to acknowledge how far the Browns' defense has come? Well, I mean, they were good last year. So, I mean, I, I think we knew just based on how, like, maturing we were, because we were still pretty young and we still are pretty young. Mm -hmm. I think we knew that they would be better than last year. I mean, pending injuries, of course. And, of course, especially uh, Miles Garrett. Yeah, uh, Miles Garrett turned up on exactly. Sunday. He was... He was, was he him besides Denzel Ward in my opinion, which mm -hmm. I mean, which is obvious. He had two interceptions. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Played pretty good coverage against Antonio Brown. Uh, Miles Garrett was the uh, was the game changer. He made a lot of impactful plays. He had what one like a strip fumble. Mm -hmm. Didn't recover the fumble, but still forced it. Um, the only thing I have to say though on uh, that uh, like. Fluke interception by Big Ben in was it overtime? Yeah, overtime yeah. to mm -hmm. Joe Schobert running it back. Yep. Joe Schobert 
I think, got down at like the 15-yard line or so, returning it. Mm-hmm. And Miles Garrett, although I thought it was kind of a weak penalty, uh, they called him for a block in the back on the return, which put them back probably another 20 yards or so, which instead of making it what would be about like a 30-yard field goal or so, 25, mm-hmm. it was more like a, uh, what was it, 40, uh, 45 about, which obviously in that rain is a huge difference. And I mean, not to overshadow what he did on Sunday, because obviously he was great and, you know, we need that kind of play more from everybody, but look at it how you will. I certainly think there was that play, and then early in the game, if you remember, I'm not sure if it was the first or the second time the Steelers scored, they, it was um, third down, and Ben had just released the ball, and in what I believe was a continuation of motion, Miles Garrett absolutely destroyed him and probably dislocated something. And if you remember correctly, that was called either as roughing the passer or delayed hit, and that led to the Steelers, I think, scoring their first touchdown. So Miles Garrett again had an absolutely fantastic games. Had, had for, a couple penalties. For reference, he had two sacks, three tackles for loss, um, five solo tackles out of six total combined tackles. Pretty impactful. I think that that's the most. Well, Joe Schober had eight like combined tackles, but only two solo. Miles Garrett had the most solo tackles behind uh, Terrence Mitchell, cornerback. Uh, now offense. So on the offensive side of the ball. I think we can both agree that um, the running game could be a little better as well. Ah, uh, indeed. Because they couldn't really get anything going on the ground, and I know it's raining, but I mean, especially when it is raining, yeah, you should be you, expected that's when you to. Need it the most. That's when you need it the most, yes. Um, as a team, they had combined 177 yards, which Ooh. I mean. It's not. Probably it's not. It's not very. It's not very deal. bad, but I mean, considering it's in the rain, mm. yeah. Tyrod had uh, seventy-seven out of it, so yeah. a good two-thirds. Can almost. we talk about the prodigal son coming back? I think for me, one of my favorite parts, one of the bright spots of the offense was Josh Gordon. So you know, he was only targeted three times the entire game. Yeah, I know. I was getting really annoyed at that. I know, like, but. Typical Hugh. Not or it could have been Todd. No, uh, no standing. He, Bailey, he had, um, I think he had anything that was close. He had one. He had one catch. One reception for a touchdown. 17 yards. And for me, I think that was, it was like a little bit of a homecoming moment. It was like the first time LeBron James dunked back at the queue. It was kind of like, this is it. This is, the era has paused, but now it continues. You know, so for me, I think we should look a whole lot more because I know we got juice out there, but I think Josh Gordon will slowly and steadily, as he gains the trust of the coaches, become, if not a primary target, probably a co-primary target along with Jarvis Landry. And I think we could really do have an exceptionally strong receiving core this year. But if we want that to be a weapon of ours, that's not going to really come into fruition with Tyra Taylor's QB. Because we all know he can pass, but, I mean, he's an average passer, to say the least. Uh, I feel like if we really wanted to make the passing game a threat, Baker's going to need to start because of how accurate he is and his big arm. Now, whether we want that to happen now or wait until next year, we'll see, I guess. I'm really excited to see uh, Baker Mayfield play with 
all the receivers we have, like Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry, in a actual game setting, not just preseason, you know, against the Bums. And also, Baker Mayfield didn't really get to play with them. He mainly played with the second stringers the whole preseason, which he looked good against them, but we'll see how yeah, that turns out. Second string. But, um, so, for me, closing thoughts on the quarterback situation. Tyrod Taylor, I've heard it said, can throw to an open receiver, but can't throw a receiver open. So I'm hoping that Jarvis Landry and uh, Josh Gordon's incredible evasiveness will help present more opportunities to help Tyrod Taylor look good. And hopefully for me, the goal is to have him in this season and maybe even next season to make sure that Baker Mayfield really gets time to develop. And then the other thing is, if the whole season does collapse and we do get to see uh, Baker Mayfield, I think... I saw a stat recently that said that his percentage passing in the pocket and out of the pocket with the pocket collapsing is loosely similar. So despite the fact that our offensive line is showing some difficulty, I know Tyrod Taylor, it seemed that game had a tremendous amount of trouble not holding the ball for like 10 seconds, but hopefully as he becomes more comfortable with his team and as the offensive line settles into their whole their new roles. I know especially we have, uh, with the absence of Joe Thomas, it could be kind of a difficult thing for them to try and anchor themselves and center themselves again. So, yeah, those are those are my those are my points. The receiving core, uh, quarterbacks, defense is hot, and if our offensive line improves a little bit, hopefully that'll bring up our run game, and who knows, we could see anywhere from six to eight wins, and if we get eight wins, dear listeners, I will, I don't know, I'm going to, yeah, so if we go 8-8, eight and eight, I will myself, like, 8-7-1, huh? right, if we go 8-7-1, I will personally do as Hugh did, and I will dive into Lake Erie in February. So please, uh, go Browns, <laughs> and I, if I come out looking like a Smurf next year, We'll have a picture on it for the I website, and you will see the face of a triumphant Browns fan. Because no longer is this just going to be next year, next year, next year. It will have been the year. So, uh, Browns Super Bowl champs 2018, let's get it. All I have to say is uh, next week, Saints. We'll see how that turns out. I think it's going to be, in my opinion, I think it's going to be worse. Because we all know they made it to the divisional round. Probably should have gone to the NFC Championship. But um, I feel like to get a good basis, like a strong basis of what our expectations are, uh, we're going to have to wait until week three, Monday Night Football versus the Jets, which will be interesting. That's going to be a good game. And by that time, since this is a bi-weekly podcast, if we have not uh, already mentioned, that should be the upcoming. We have two games to break down for you. Yes. So... We'll see you next time, everyone, with two whole games of Browns goodness. To Hopefully, two oh one. Hopefully, two. Yeah, we'll see. We'll call two oh and one. And if not, there's always next year. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, catch us uh, in two weeks, which we will be recording on point six. Yes, and that will probably come out in the short time after. That's just a theory. Right. Football theory. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, go Cleveland Sports. Go Ignatius Sports.